0: Yes.
1: Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Now, with today's Fresh Insights, Cynthia Hyatt.
0: Well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm very excited because we're ending our week talking about the book of Job and suffering and what suffering does for us and what it means to suffer. And so we're ending this week with rules for truly living. So as we really work through the suffering process, how do we truly live? And so I've come up with a combination of things that I've read through the years and things I've learned on my own that are really good rules for truly living. And we are going to talk about those. So the first one is life choices. They can be summed up with three questions. What is the goal? What do I have to do to get it? And am I willing to do it? Which means sometimes, am I willing to be uncomfortable? Because goals and choices and ideas and dreams, they're wonderful to think about, but walking them out is a different thing. And so am I willing to be uncomfortable as I work toward that goal? And the goal can be overcoming something, the goal could be achieving something, the goal could be... The dream that you are wanting to happen. And and I was speaking to a young man yesterday in my office and I said, you know, you have to pace yourself. You have to be willing to do the moment you're in so that you don't have to come back and redo it. Because he wanted to race to the end. And I said, dreams take time. And the bigger the dream, the more time they take. And so the second thing is I need to strive to be uncomfortable. Because almost all goals come with discomfort. So if you're uncomfortable, you're probably growing and getting closer to reaching the goal. And then you pray. You pray a prayer of thankfulness, guidance, protection, and forgiveness every single day. At the end of every day, I work on forgiveness. Either forgiving myself, forgiving others whoever it is so that i really end the day with a clean slate i don't carry unforgiveness into the next day and and truthfully some things that people have done to me or that i have experienced take a long time to forgive so i work every day at getting closer to complete forgiveness and then i pray I, I i i really work on loving my family and my friends And I want you to show your love for them through your actions as well as your words. I want your words to match your actions. And that's really a tough one. Because we can say a lot of things, have a lot of really good intentions. But is it actually happening in real time? And that's a tough one. That requires a lot of integrity. And that's one of those things we want to say to God. Please help me be honest in my words And my deeds. And so I want you to also think about be in the moment. Notice the details of your day. Because it could be your last one. And so wake up to the beauty that surrounds you every day. And look for the things that are beautiful. Look for the things that God is doing that is beautiful in your life. And obviously, you know, this wonderful saying: take one day at a time. One problem at a time, one step at a time. I have truly found that if I really will live in the moment, I accomplish so much more. And it's tough because I'm a a more intuitive person, and so I'm the big picture. I don't like the details. And I love to think about the future. I'm always kind of halfway in my moment while I'm thinking about a year from now. So I really practice grounding myself in every moment of my life. And so this next one, I want you to really think about focus on what you're doing, right? What you're doing right now, not what you're going to be doing in the future, not what happened in the past, but this is the only moment you have. So give this moment 100% of your focus and you will, you will actually enjoy your life much more and you won't have to do a whole bunch of redos. And so I want you to also really think about accepting uncertainty. If you can, because you will elim- eliminate a lot of worry. See, we spend a lot of time worrying about the future. And if I just accept the fact that. The future is uncertain to me. I don't know what what lies out into the future, and I don't even know how much future I have. So I really work on accepting uncertainty. I don't even know what's going to happen 10 minutes from now, much less the rest of my life. So you want to really accept uncertainty, because that helps us to really trust God And trust in the foundation that we have with God, not the foundation that the world is is offering us or the foundation we are trying to create. That we know that God knows the future. And he's already gone before us. He's going to be with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So don't accept fear. Work through your fears. Because fear really prevents us from truly living. Now I want you to understand that there's a difference between just fear and healthy fear. See, healthy fear tells me not to run the red light. That's a good thing. But worrying about my future, that's an unnecessary fear. It doesn't help me in any way. It steals from me and takes a lot of my energy. So think about this, how about physically? I want you to exercise hard. I want you to exercise often. Because our body is the thing that gets us to the next moment. So you can't be on earth if you don't have a body. So we want to thank God for our body. Even if we struggle with our body, even if our body has some has some problems, you have to remember that our body is fallen. And the, and the one thing I tell clients, I say, you know, you have to understand, this is the only life, This body gets. This is as good as it gets for this body. Because this body doesn't go to heaven with us. Think about the fact that when Jesus returned to earth after he died, he had a different body. That's why people had a hard time recognizing him immediately. So, this body, this is the best it ever gets. So, be kind to it, be good to it. So, be the best you. The best you don't strive to be someone else. It's another really important lesson for us to learn. That God created us for a reason, and you are the only one that can impact the world in the way that you can. So be you. God's God likes you. He made you. He created you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. You were an idea that he had. And then he created you. So he planned you. So be you. Don't be someone else. It's okay if we like look at other people and say, hey, I kind of like what they do. I kind of like that behavior. I like however they, whatever it is that they're doing. So maybe I want to learn from that. Maybe I want to borrow from that. But I still want to do my version of it. And so really, Focus on solutions, not on the problem. It's a waste of time and energy when you just focus on a problem. If the problem is there, accept it. It's there. And then put all of your energy into solving it. And some problems take a long time to solve. So we want to make sure that we really commit solving the problem and that we don't just focus on the problem. See, resolving problems removes stress. So it takes action. So really see the problem as something that needs to be solved instead of just a problem. And so take the pain. Be willing to experience pain And this way we delete all the bad habits. Nobody likes pain. I don't like pain. You know, we do all kinds of self-medicating behaviors and thinking and avoiding and denying because nobody likes pain. But if you take pain purposefully, it strengthens you. And it helps you to achieve more things in your life, if you're willing to deal with the pain of whatever it is that's going on in your life, you will get through it faster and you'll be better for it. So I want you to think about this next one. Be an honorable person. Honor yourself by being honorable. Do what you say. Have your words match your actions. So if you say you're going to do something, do it. And make sure that if you do commit to something, you follow through. If you can't follow through, own up to that. That's honorable as well. If you say, you know what? I had really good intentions. I really wanted to follow through with this. I'm not making it. And I really need you to understand that that I had honorable intentions, but I have to be truthful. I can't pull it together. I can't follow through with it. That in and of itself is honorable because it's honest. And that leads us to having integrity. So do the right thing when no one is watching. This means integrity means that in my private life, when I can do whatever I want, nobody would ever know, am I doing the right thing? Because that's how I honor myself, and that's how I honor God. That causes me to be a better witness to the world. So I also need to practice being truthful. So don't lie, don't mislead, don't withhold the truth. Now, I, now as I tell you these things, it's very convicting to me every single time I do this list. Because it checks me. It's so easy to lie. And it's easy to lie to ourselves. And so being truthful is painful many times. However, sometimes the truth is really a cool thing. When you really know how God feels about you, you know how he really sees you. He knows the truth about you. And he wants you with him forever. And I think I've told you before, this insight that God gave me, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I just want to like unzip myself and get out. I don't want to be me. I don't want to be with me anymore. And I would dream of heaven that, wow, when I get to heaven, somehow I thought maybe I'd be a different person. I don't know what it was I thought. And God said to me very clearly, Cynthia, you need to make peace with yourself because you're going to be Cynthia forever. And I almost fainted, seriously. (laughs) I thought, I'm going to be me forever? Oh my gosh. And then God so sweetly said to me, Yeah, and I want to be with you forever. And so that's how God feels about you. He wants to be with you forever. That's an amazing thought. So that leads us to this other idea of having empathy. I want you to really practice seeing things through the other person's eyes. This is one of the ways we really are able to not judge. Because we can judge behaviors, which we should, but we can't judge the person. That's really uh, God's realm. And one of the things that got Judas in so much trouble is that he became his own judge his own jury, and his own executioner. And that was one of the most blasphemous things that he could have done because that's God's job. Nobody gets to judge. We stand before God, and thankfully we have an advocate, which is Jesus, kind of like our lawyer, right, that's advocating for us. But we are not to judge, and we are not to judge ourselves. We can judge our behaviors as to whether they have integrity or ethics, they're right or wrong, they're sinful, whatever it is but we don't judge ourselves. We are not to condemn ourselves. We are not to join with Satan and become the accuser and the condemner of our soul. So we have empathy on ourselves. We have empathy on others. I also want you to really work on putting into your life service. How can you help someone? Whether it just be Letting somebody in when there's no room in traffic and you say, hey, what? come on in. I'll, I'll, I'll let you in. Any of these, sim- even simple things. Did you open the door for somebody? Did you say thank, thank you to someone? Did you notice a service person? Like here in our building at the radio station, we have some of the nicest people that work at the front desk. And I say hi to them every day. I learn their names. I thank them. They open doors for me. They smile at me. They're they're an amazing group of people. But they many times probably are unseen. So how can you serve someone? Maybe it's financially giving to, to something. Maybe it's joining an organization. Maybe it's actually going and serving. Maybe it's serving at your church. Whatever it is, this is one of the things that helps us be kinder, gentler, more empathic people is when we are willing to serve. So be kind. Even when you're angry, you can still express yourself with kindness. I can choose my words appropriately if I'm angry with someone. I still can do it with respect and with kindness. And so purposefully do not hurt other people. This is one of the things that causes us to have to do the redo is if I'm so in the moment that I'm just being my, my most, uh, uh, most raw self. And then I have to go back and I have to say, oh gosh, I don't like how I handled that. I don't like what I did. I have to try to take it back. So if I'm really purposefully in the moment saying I do not hurt people, that's not what I do. And if that, if that means I have to pause, if that means I have to say, you know, I need, a timeout. I need to time out. I need to revisit this later because I got to get a handle on myself. I gotta get, I, I'm not going to be in control of myself. That's a person with ethic. That's a person with integrity. So think about this one. When you're making decisions... Ask yourself, is this good for me? Is that good for you? Is that good for the other person? When I'm making a decision to spend money, making a decision to speak with someone, making a decision to fire someone, whatever the decision it is that I'm making, is it good for them? Is it good for me? And really taking time before you execute a decision. So go the extra mile. In all the things that you do, do them well. This is one of the ways you honor yourself, honor others, honor God. Is that I go the extra mile in all that I do. Now, I really am committed to this. I don't always do it, but it really, really strengthens and deepens my life. And the more that I do it, it becomes a habit. And it becomes a habitual way of living. And it doesn't require as much energy as when I first initially implemented it into my life. So choose to have a positive attitude, a lifestyle. Really, really avoid the negatives. And and you have to understand, our minds naturally go to the negative. And we've talked about this before when we talked about the whole idea of words can change your brain is that your brain always goes to the negative, one, because it's fallen, but also because it goes to to where the pain is, because it wants to alleviate the pain. Not understanding that if I go to the negative, I get more pain. So I have to be very careful about how I think on things. And that's being transformed by my own thinking. And that's what God really calls us to do. So we choose to have a positive attitude. And this is one of the things that is the most remarkable about our brain. Is it really is like a GPS. If I tell my brain where to go, it naturally will go there. But you have to remind yourself, you are not your brain. It's kind of like if I, you know, went to Google and did a Google search and I just followed it wherever it led me. would be a disaster I choose where I go with my computer I choose what sites I open I choose where it's leading me whether or not I want to go there and so your brain is to work for you you don't work for your brain so that leads us to working hard working smart and work at the upper limit of your abilities really strive You only get one life, so you want to make it matter. You want to really live your life fully and completely. So work hard, but work smart, but really test yourself. Strive to work at the upper limits of your capacity. And then we want to make sure that we take time for ourselves every day no matter how brief it, it may be. Maybe just, you know, if you're at the office, maybe you just need to go in the restroom and sit there for a while. Take, take a couple minutes. Just regroup, relax, think about some positive things. What's working in your life? What has God done for you today that you really failed to notice? So you can take time out. Sometimes you just need to take a whole day. Sometimes you need a vacation. I know I am not good at vacations. I have a tendency to really like to work, and I don't take time, and I have to really put that into my schedule so that I make sure that I take time. So be patient, be long-suffering, and be forgiving. And if you have to face conflict, be brave about it. Be courageous. And really find humor wherever possible and laugh as much as you can. Because humor and laughing are so restorative to our soul, but also to our bodies. There's so much healing. There's so many stress-relieving hormones that get released in your body that increase your immunity if you're willing to laugh. And that's a really good thing for your soul. So never sacrifice doing the right thing by doing the easy thing. Now that doesn't mean I make sure that I'm efficient. But I don't want to do just the easy thing. Because that's when I have to do the redos. So I want to really work on discipline and perseverance. So persevere. This is to persist anything undertaken. It means you maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty, obstacles, or discouragement. So continue steadfastly. You are a value. God created you for a reason. You have impact whether you feel seen or unseen. You have impact. So do your life well. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and you can listen to all the the shows that we've done in the past. Have a great day. God bless you.
1: To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.